Do you hear it? Do you feel it? CM Punk is back in professional wrestling after seven long years. CM Punk is back. I just, I'm completely, I'm just completely dumbfounded. I'm, I love it. I love it. Love it. Welcome to Offended, presented by the Anything But Credible Network. CM Punk is actually back. We had a two-episode week. I'm excited. I'm so, so excited. I mean, God, listen. This is Jordan-esque. What an amazing moment we are all experiencing. This place hasn't shook since Michael Jordan was here. That is insane. That is one of the loudest crowd reactions I've ever heard in my life, at least since Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like, that was utterly insane. Utter, utter, utterly insane. Um, I'm very happy he came back for the sake of my podcast since I did a whole show on Friday about how I think CM Punk is going to be there. The, literally the entire show was about that, and that's all this show is going to be about. But that's what we're doing too this week. And CM Punk isn't the only person making his motherfucking return here, boys and girls, children of all ages. Just wait. We got a nice, nice surprise for you. I think you're going to like it, Ski, right? Just saying, Thursday, Friday, excuse me, Friday's show is going to be a can't miss. If you're a fan of this podcast, you're going to love it. Make sure to tune in. All right, um, this is just going to be a pretty short episode. It's really, I'm just excited about CM Punk being back. We're going to touch more on the current state of CM Punk and All Elite Wrestling on Friday's episode, um, but I just... I couldn't let it go. I just, I had to do, I had to do this. I had to get it out a little sooner. That's, I just had to say a couple things a little sooner. It's like punk. It's like punk coming back and being like, I can't say everything I want to say because it's only an hour long show, but good thing I have Wednesdays, Fridays, and sometimes four times a year on Saturdays. CM Punk is back. He's back, and one of the things I think that just sticks out to me more than anything is what he said. In 2005, I left professional wrestling, and in 2021, I'm back. For those that don't know, he signed with WWE in 2005. (laughs) He left Ring of Honor in 2005. That's why that dig is fucking hilarious. Like, fuck you, Vince. Fuck you. Yeah, we get... AEW gives us CM Punk, while WWE gives us uh, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns for the thousandth time. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to see that again. Everybody forgot how bad it sucked in the first place. Now nobody wanted to see it again. Now, instead of Brock being a heel, Roman's the heel. And instead of Roman being the face, Brock's the face. It's just, it's the same story. It's literally the same story already. And it just restarted this past Saturday. This is dumb. You know what would have made me tune in to Friday Night Smackdown this week? Because Brock and Roman's not going to make me tune in. I'm definitely not watching. We know what would have made me tune in is if Brock Lesnar cost Roman Reigns the title at the end. Or even fucking Cena. Let Cena win the title for a second. 
let him break the record, and then have Big E cash in. That would get me to tune in on SmackDown because it's something that's fucking fresh. It's relevant. It's new. It's all we want as wrestling fans. WWE is just the absolute worst. We don't want to see Goldberg. We don't want to see fucking Goldberg almost murder somebody in the ring because he literally almost killed Bobby Lashley. It was a horrible botch. And I'm pretty sure WWE edited out some receipts that Lashley gave to Goldberg. I don't know. I have to look it up. Um, but yeah, but CM Punk, CM Punk is back. So excited. So what I'm going to do here um, today to celebrate CM Punk being back, it's going to be a very short episode. I'm literally talking maybe maybe another 10, 15 minutes. It's going to be like a 20-minute podcast, if that. Might do. I might do these. Maybe I should do these a little more often. I don't know. Maybe this is like our rampage. Ooh, you have dynamite on Wednesdays and rampage on Fridays. But for us, we have offended on Fridays and then offended rampage style on Mondays or Tuesdays. Whatever. I actually like that idea. I might, I might, I might run with it. I might run with it. Thank you, AEW, for giving me a great idea. But what I'm going to do here, we're going to count down the top ten CM Punk moments and matches um we're i'm combining the moments and the matches in the one just thought it'd be a little quicker that way um let's get the show going at number 10 i have cm punk cashing in the money in the bank two years in a row um when he won the first time i thought it was kind of a shock i didn't see it coming and then when he won again i was definitely shocked because i didn't think that management liked him as the world champion i mean they didn't even he didn't even lose the title they just literally had randy orton kick him in the head and he had to forfeit the title not a great uh ending to your title run if you ask me and he never got a I, I, did he get a rematch for it i don't even think he did like it's just, it's just weird um but when he cashed in the first time against edge i love that edge like rolls his arm in to give him like a pat on the back I just think that's cool. I just like when the little hidden secrets of wrestling, like the little congratulations or like, you know, we're proud of you. It was like, that's what that kind of was. Um, I just think that's cool. I just think it's really cool. Uh, the second year though was way better when he cashed in on Jeff Hardy and started that fucking great feud with Hardy. That, that was awesome. Cause that was like the first time that I can remember. I think when somebody tries to cash in and somebody kicked out, like, normally, I think up until that time, like, the person that would be cashing in their Money in the Bank briefcase, I think, has cashed in, hit their finishing move, and it was over. He was the one that cashed in, hit his finishing move, and he, Hardy kicked out, which was like, oh, shit. Is Hardy actually going to retain? Because Jeff Hardy had just won the world title. Like, I think, was it in the ladder match? It might have been in the ladder match. Um, or maybe it's just extreme rules. But... um. When he kicks out, Punk has this, like, kind of like, all right, I got to do it again. Look, he goes to pick him up, and Hardy does the uh, small package into a roll-up, and it was a one-two and a very close kick out, and Punk was like, oh, shit, I almost just got, I almost just lost. So then Punk gets up kind of heelish looking and does his finishing move again, but this time he wraps the leg for the pin and wraps the arm so he can't kick out. Wins the title. Um, I just think that's a great moment. And that that kind of launched Punk for me. 
because that was the that was his heel turn. That was the start of his heel turn, and that if, if, I mean, if he never turns heel, he never becomes the CM Punk that we all know and love today. Uh, my number nine is CM Punk versus Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam twenty nine or twenty thirteen. That match was just fucking awesome. Two Paul Heyman guys going at it, and you know you. Punk's matches are so good because it gets guys like The Undertaker and even Brock Lesnar. You think he has a chance of winning because he's CM Punk, because he's so good. And uh, that match was just a great story being told. When Brock when Brock wants to work, he can fucking work, and he can work better than most. And that match definitely shows it. Uh, at number eight, I have uh, CM Punk versus Daniel Bryan. I think it was at Over the Limit uh I want to say over the limit 2012, I think it's, I think it was during when, yeah, cause punk was champion and they just went out there and put on like just a technical wrestling fest for the ages. And it was just such a good match. And, um, I can't wait to see them hopefully, uh, do the same thing in AEW. Maybe we get to see that rematch cause I really want to see it. Uh, number seven, CM Punk versus the undertaker, WrestleMania 29, uh, just a great, Great match, and one of the few, if only times, that I can remember the fans actually chanting for the other wrestler that's not The Undertaker. Uh, the fans were actually cheering for Punk in that match, and I just love some of the moments in that match when Punk does the walk on the ropes, the old school, when he does that and actually hits the move. That crowd pop is awesome because they totally thought Taker was going to throw him off the ropes, and he didn't, and Punk executed the move perfectly. Just a fucking great match. There was... Like, that was one I really wish. I kind of wish CM Punk was the one that broke his streak. Because I think that would... I think if he breaks his streak, I don't think he leaves WWE. I think that actually revitalizes his love for the company. Because I think he would have gotten that moment that he could really fucking feed off of. I really do. Uh, Number six. I have him... I have the start of his historic title reign. It was over a year long at the time. That was unheard of for modern day wrestling. That was absolutely unheard of. Um... And he beat Alberto Del Rio at Survivor Series uh, 2011. And that match is great. The ending, the way the finishes, because Alberto Del Rio, the way he's, like, grabbing Punk's face and, like, Punk is, like, just shaking his head and, like, basically, I mean, just going nuts and applying more pressure through the hold. And Del Rio taps out and Punk gets this great pop from the fucking fans. I think they were in Long Island. And just a great moment. And then... That was the first time I think I can remember seeing him jumping into the crowd doing like a stage dive. I fucking love it. Uh, also, the beginning of the match, you know, Bristol Del Rio had uh, Ricardo Rodriguez, I think his name was, as his personal ring announcer Will Punk had his own, and that was Howard Finkel, and that was just a great moment. But Howard, I don't know what was going on, but he just kept missing his mark, and it's just it's pretty funny. Um, my number five, top five. CM Punk signs the WWE contract on top of the Ring of Honor championship. Um, it was just a moment that's just so shocking that like he actually he actually signed the real contract on the title at a Ring of Honor show. Just getting booed out of the fucking building. Uh, we'll we'll touch a little more. We'll touch a little more on that in a minute. Um, at number four, we got. CM Punk winning the WWE Championship at Money in the Bank 2011. I mean, it's one of the greatest wrestling stories ever told. 
that legitimately is top three for me probably. And I did not expect him to win that match. And I think a lot, I think if not most of wrestling fans didn't expect him to win that match. Because when you're out the door, real life, actually leaving the company, um, you don't win your last match, let alone for the championship. And he did. Well, backstage, we didn't know that Punk actually signed a new contract with WWE. Like, I mean, I think right when he got to the show, which was like two hours before the show started. So he literally signed a brand new contract that day. And I think that solidified it. But then that match, was just that was just a great match. It was the first time we realized as fans that John Cena can actually wrestle. And that was the, I think that's the genesis of CM Punk being like, hey, guys, like I can wrestle too. And it showed it. Great match. And the, the kiss at the end. He blows the kiss at Vince, runs it through the crowd. Love it. That Chicago crowd, man. Uh, number three, the pipe bomb. I mean, one the one moment that changed wrestling, just changed the this generation of wrestling. We are in this current state of professional wrestling because of this moment. And I full-heartedly think that. I don't, I don't think anything would change my mind. If CM Punk doesn't do that pipe bomb, I don't think... I don't think we see Daniel Bryan get pushed to the moon. I don't think that you see guys like Adam Cole that are over right now, the Young Bucks, uh, Kenny Omega. I just don't see it. I don't see it without Punk doing that. Punk changed the game. He moved the needle, as a certain fucking Roman Reigns wants to say. He moved the needle. He literally changed an entire industry with one promo. It's, I mean, it's, it's a classic. It's a classic. The one time that WWE gave him an open mic and didn't do anything and uh, just let him say whatever he wants. It was awesome. Uh, number two. Number two favorite CM Punk moment happened Friday night. The return. The return, the pop. I mean, you heard it at the beginning of the show. It's just, it's uh, one for the ages and it's just one that I will never forget. It's every time I watch it, I get goosebumps and it's, He's back, and he did the stage dive into the fans, and I love the one fan that's just crying his eyes out because he just represented all of us. He represented all of us wrestling fans that have been waiting for seven years for CM Punk to return to the ring. And, man, like, I got I got tears in my eyes, like, watching Punk come back because I've, I've wanted this for so long. He's one of my all-time favorite wrestlers, and, you know, without CM Punk... I've said this before, without that pipe bomb moment, I'm not a wrestling fan this, to this day. CM Punk saved me from that, from dropping out of wrestling. Like, I was on the verge of literally being completely done with wrestling because I, I just thought it was terrible. I thought it, the PG era was ruining wrestling and all this shit, and then Punk does that, and I was like, all right, you got me back. And I'm glad he did because I would have missed a really fucking cool moment and Friday night and AEW and all that shit. Um, but we'll talk, again, we'll talk more about the return on Friday's episode. Uh, before we hit the number one moment, my number one moment for CM Punk, I want to talk about some honorable mentions. Uh, a number, uh, not number one, Jesus, I didn't number these. Uh, an honorable mention would be Punk starting the Straight Edge Society, you know, it's a fucking great gimmick. It was a fucking great gimmick. And I love what he tells on his documentary. Because at first they weren't getting the heat that they thought that they were getting. And then 
uh, the way he started cutting his promos kind of like a Jesus figure to where people were doing the whole, oh, it's a cult, like the straight edge society's a cult and all this shit. He's satanic and like he worships the devil. And on the CM Punk's documentary, he said he'll never forget it. It's like there was like an 80 year old woman on the guardrail, like screaming at Punk, like trying to climb over the guardrail because he's impersonating like a Jesus like figure. And he said at that moment, he turned to Doc Gallows, grabbed him, and he goes, We got him. And I just think that's great. I just think it's fucking hilarious. Um, and Serena Deeb shaved her head for that gimmick, too. And she looked great, actually. She pulled it off. She looked really good. Um, next, I have Punk joins Nexus. I'll never forget when he grabbed the, the armband from Wade Barrett and put it on his arm. I just think it's a cool moment. Uh, my next two are Punk versus Orton at WrestleMania and Punk versus Mysterio at WrestleMania. Those are just two really good underrated matches. The Punk Orton match is really underrated. That, that's a really good match. It actually was a pretty good story too. Uh, next, I had teaming with Daniel Bryan against the Wyatt family at Survivor Series. That I think it was twenty thirteen. Great match. It was a really good match. Uh, next, I had Punk's promo against The Rock. Your arms are just too short to box with God. That's just a great promo. And then my last honorable mention would be CM Punk versus John Cena on Raw to determine who would go to WrestleMania to face The Rock for the WWE Championship. And it was widely speculated that Punk was pretty pissed off backstage as he thought the hard work that he put in for the last year would just went completely unnoticed. And it kind of did. And I agree with him. I do think that match at WrestleMania should have been a triple threat match because we had just saw Cena and Rock as the main event the year prior. And Punk was even like, you can beat me right away. I'll take the pinfall. I just want to be in the match. I think he should have been in the match. I've always thought that. And my number one moment for CM Punk is the OG leaving angle from Ring of Honor. Um, So basically... What he did in WWE when he was threatening to leave and then won the title and came back and wrestled, he did that in Ring of Honor before, like in 2005. Like right before he did sign the WWE contract, it was supposed to be his farewell, it was supposed to be his last night, and he turned to heel on his last night and won the title. And it was fucking awesome. It was glorious. It was just really well done. It was extremely well done, and I think it's better than the WWE story, especially when he signs the title he signs the uh, contract on the title, and then it actually led up to his real farewell, where you could completely tell it was his real farewell because he was bawling his eyes out, and the crowd was actually cheering for him when he was like a total fucking heel at that point. But that is my number one moment. The OEG Ring of Honor leaving angle is it's fucking great. And who knows, maybe this whole list will be completely different in a year's time, two years' time, three years' time. Who knows? But all I know is we're going to get more CM Punk matches, more moments, and I can't wait. And I get to see his first match back in person at All Out in Chicago on Labor Day weekend. I'm so stoked as he's wrestling Darby Allen first. That's awesome. I can't wait. So yeah, that about wraps it up for this episode, this bonus episode, I guess you could call it, of Offended, all about CM Punk. Fuck, I'm so excited he's back. Well, anyway, you can follow us on all social media platforms at Offended Pod. You can go find uh, 
Go find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe. Give us a five-star rating. Uh, go to anythingbutcredible.com for all your network needs, including the Offended Podcast, Anything But Credible Podcast, the Going Off Topic Podcast, Movie Merge Podcast, Spacing Out Podcast, and the What's Your Bliss Podcast. They are all there. Go check it out, anythingbutcredible.com. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Trick1042. And that will do it. CM Punk is back. Make sure to tune in to Offended this Friday. Big surprise guest. CM Punk, Becky Lynch, Brock Lesnar, they weren't the only people making their return this week. We got one more, and it's coming on Friday. We will see you guys then. 